0: is Bloomberg Surveillance. The way to characterize the market in general is soft at the top and firmer in the middle and lower segments of the market. And that has been the developing
1: phenomenon over the last year. Right now, there does seem to be uh, this feeling in the market that uh, speculators are potentially testing that the Bank of Japan, the Ministry of Finance resolve. When
2: you have oil continuing to trend higher and you have the Fed uh, taking an extremely dovish stance, that's good for equities. Bloomberg Surveillance. Your link to the world of Economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keene. It is 7 a.m. on Wall Street. TGIF. Maybe that's why markets are higher today. Oil is up. The latest production frees speculation, and that's pushing up equities around the world. Along with hope for banks, after UniCredit CEO there's a re- says there's a renewed push to fix the European banking system. Both themes based on hope, which, as we know, is not a strategy, but it might get you through Friday. Right now, the Stock 600 is up by three points, eight-tenths of a percent. The DAX is higher by 90 points. That's almost a full percentage point gain for the day. Uh, The euro trading right now at 113.65, a touch weaker. German yields continue to fall. The two-year note yield negative 51 basis points. In the U.S., futures are decidedly higher, with S&P e-mini futures up by 12, six-tenths. Dow e minis up 86, half a percent. And for NASDAQ 100 e-mini futures, it's a 27-point gain, six-tenths of a percent. The dollar index at the moment is trading a little bit higher, but still in the 94 range, 94,563. Bonds are lower, yields higher, 10-year yield 1.72117. For the five-year and the two-year, going for 72 basis points. Oil, as I had mentioned, is higher. $38.54, $1.28 higher, 3.4% for West Texas. Brent, 40, across uh, the 40 bar- barrier again. $40.63, dollar twenty higher, 3% on the day. And, uh, of course, we should mention the yen, 108.66. Today, it is a smidge weaker. Financials, as I mentioned, getting a bid. Something relatively rare these days. The forecast is financial earnings fell 14% in the first quarter. This week, more bad news for banks. The administration moves to curb inversion M&As. Kiss a lot of investment banking fees goodbye. Bob Profusik is head of M&A at Jones Day. Uh, Bob, it was said of the administration yesterday that it cannot shrink banks, but it can shrink banking. Is this the death of inversions? What they did this week, and, and what
3: does that mean for banks, bank fees, and of course, banker pay? Well, inversions are pretty modest part of the uh, entirety of M and A. It was, uh, it was. I just referred to it in the past. Tense. <laughs> okay,
2: now we know. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, answered the question. Is,
3: it is, it is an element of things, and obviously, the deal that uh, that that uh, hit the rocks this week was probably the, one of the biggest deals ever, if not the biggest. But I don't expect that to be a significant factor. There's only a handful of inversions, even if the dollar volume was huge. Um, M&A was much more affected in the, in the first quarter by the disruption in the equity and credit markets uh, than, than something on a, a prong of M&A that's really pretty, pretty isolated. We did uh, see the markets come back.
2: Uh, from the disruptions in the early part of the first quarter, but they're still very uncertain, and, and we've had ups and downs. Is that the outlook for m and or, or is it finding uh, footing?
3: Well, it's 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 still very strong. I mean, everybody, uh, people focused on the number of deals was down 10 percent year over year in the first quarter, and volume was down 18 percent, but 2015 was an unbelievably blowout year. And the activity level in the first quarter of this year was comparable to the first quarter of 2014, which was a good year. So it, it, as long as as we we talked earlier on TV, as, as long as GDP growth is what it is or it isn't, <laughs> and the credit markets are basically accommodating, there's going to be M&A. Because right. how, how in the heck do you otherwise get your earnings growth?
0: Yeah, Bloomberg Surveillance. Bob prefusek with us with Jones Day. Bloomberg Surveillance. This morning brought to you by Invesco. Invesco believes it's time to benchmark uh bench the benchmarks and to consider active management and factor based strategies. Find out more at Invesco.com slash high conviction. Bob, you were involved in Sherwin Williams Velspar. Velspar, one of the great, great names in Schwack, among other things. And with the work to maximize shareholder value, the twenty year per year on cans of shellac is 13.5% per year shareholder return in the last 10 years vale Spar's return 16.5% that's to where we are now uh with the with a transaction expected i don't want you to talk about the specific transaction but let me just ask a general question that all shareholders want to know why aren't there more mergers to create shareholder value i i, I just don't I, I don't get what Executives are waiting for, in terms of the huge pop we're seeing in some of these stocks.
3: Well, you can always sell your company more than uh, for more than what it's trading at in any given day. The question is, compared to what? I mean, if your long-term outlook is good, yeah, um, you, you're you're gonna, you know, stay the course.
0: Where, where's that compared to what right now? I like that phrase.
3: Well, you know, any company is probably worth more sold than traded, um, just by definition, the control premium in yeah. it. Um, but the question is, where are you going long-term, and what's your opportunity? And <clears throat> particularly in this in this environment, um, sure, it's challenging, but but companies have opportunities, and one of their opportunities is. It is M&A, but not sell yourself. But do add-ons, do divestitures, do realign yourself so that your earnings growth is better, even if everybody is struggling at the revenue line. What about how do you answer the the charge that uh, in the long run, um,
2: very few mergers produce significant additional shareholder value. It's a, it's a case that's made all the time.
3: It certainly is made all the time, and, and and certainly there are deals where that have been value destructive, but so have there been investments. I think so Steve there,
2: Case was around here yesterday.
3: <laughs> so have there been investments? There's lots of things. Um, But in, in the main, I, I just don't buy that. I mean, companies are better. They don't, you know. One of the things is that 20 years ago, I think MA was criticized somewhat as empire building. There's very little of that anymore. Um, it isn't about making companies bigger. It's about making them better and making them more efficient and better able to compete in a globalized economy. Um, so it, it, it isn't empire building. It, it's really making yourself better for the long term. And so that, you know, people also criticize that, there's job losses associated with mergers. Well, there can be and, and fre- frequently are, but there are job losses in all sorts of uh, environments.
2: Yeah, can I follow that up? To just, I know Tom wanted to ask a question, but it, but in the political environment we're in, uh, you, know, you saw all the presidential candidates rail against uh, the Pfizer-Allergan merger because of inversions and they kill jobs, which statistically they do not do, but politicians and facts aren't always the same no. thing. But is, does that become a headwind to doing M&A these days, the political pressures that you may be getting um, from the M&A division of the Justice Department and other people like that? Because uh, the resentment is there of the CEOs who collect these uh, multi-million dollar packages, the golden parachutes, and et cetera, and then all these other people get fired
3: in, in mergers. Well, M&A doesn't, it doesn't occur in a laboratory. It occur, occurs in the real world. So... There's certainly an element of that. I mean, in all candor, I, I'm surprised at how subdued Pfizer's been because you didn't see any other inversions go on the rocks. It was just one, and yet they they haven't taken on the government and they won't. Um, so that uh, you know it, that kind of stuff is relevant, but. I don't think it's really a big factor. Could it could it play a role in a gargantuan transaction? Certainly. Um, and and obviously the signals from uh, the antitrust regulators around the world, not just in the United States, are that you know if you try to do the two and the three to combine to make a new one, that's going to be a tough deal to do. But most deals are are don't raise these issues. Most deals are more mm-hmm. much more strategic and not. In, in all honesty, well, anything comparable to Pfizer. Let's
0: come back. We're thrilled to bring you, uh, particularly uh, with the Yahoo News, Robert Perfusek of Jones Day. And we'll focus on Yahoo here uh, when we return. Michael, what a soiree last night. Zakaria. I thought he'd come in and ask geopolitical international relations, you know, hub and spoke. Post The post-American Fed, that would have been perfect for, for Freed. He was a pit bull terrier yeah. going right after Cherry Ellen.
2: I, I suppose I did this on television. I suppose I should offer my uh, surveillance correction here on radio as well. I said that there wouldn't be any <laughs> significant news, but he asked her right off the bat. What about yeah. the economy? What about interest rates? And, of course, she said um, pretty much what she has said. The economy is yeah. in good shape, and we're going to keep raising rates slowly.
0: Yeah. I'll get out that chart of uh, the era of four Chair, chairman, chair people, chair people. was I mean, fascinating,
2: factor. you know, because most of that audience was college students. and that mo- They they weren't even born when uh, Alan Greenspan started his term, let alone no, Paul Volcker.
0: This would be true, but that also includes Michael Barr and <laughs> John Tucker and Bob Rufusak and unlike us fossils. <laughs> uh, uh, unless uh, uh,
2: unless our, our, this Martin guy's us.
0: Yes, yes. William McChesney Martin, I thought he was superb in my youth. Uh, futures up 11, Dow futures up 80, the 10-year yield one strong. point. Yeah, exactly. Now watch it now, he's got 1.72% on the 10-year yield this morning.
2: Now it's time to check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines.
3: Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Presidential candidates are trying to woo New York voters ahead of the April 19th primary in the state. Republican Ted Cruz spent yesterday in Brooklyn where he toured a matzah bakery and met with Orthodox rabbis. Ohio Governor John Kasich also campaigned in Brooklyn. Republican frontrunner Donald Trump has canceled his trip to California to campaign in New York. For the Democrats, Hillary Clinton spoke outside Yankee Stadium yesterday. Bernie Sanders campaigns in Brooklyn's Flatbush neighborhood this afternoon. Secretary of State John Kerry made an unannounced visit to Baghdad to meet with Iraq's prime minister about the fight against ISIS. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists. More than 150 news bureaus from around
1: the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom?
0: Michael, thanks so much. Uh, future's up 11. There's a rebound after a really interesting day yesterday. Yen is what everybody's watching. Um, The the articles today on the Yen, the analysis, there's a real mystery to that. We'll try to take some of that mystery today away in the next hours of Bloomberg surveillance. Good morning.
2: Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Witham, Smith & Brown, CPAs, audit, tax, and advisory services to help your business be in a position of strength. Experience the Witham way by visiting Witham.com.
3: Global Business News, 24 hours a day
2: at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. This update is brought to you by National Realty. 30% returns on cash and rented real estate. Find them at NRIA.net. Global stocks rebounding with oil while bonds of Europe's most indebted countries rise. On the final day of a week, that saw markets whips and Currency volatility approach the highest since 2011. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures up 11 points. Dow E-mini futures up 82. NASDAQ E-mini futures up 26. The DAX in Germany's up 1%. 10 year Treasury down 832 seconds. the yield 1.71%. Yield on the two year 0.71%. NYMEX crude oil up 3.6% or $1.34 to $38.60 a barrel. COMEX gold down a tenth of a percent or $1.30 to $12.36.20 an ounce. The euro, $1.1364, the yen, 108.69. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike.
0: Karen, uh, thanks so much. Folks, I want to draw your attention to the former president of the Minneapolis Fed, now at the University of Rochester, writing an exceptionally important op-ed piece for Bloomberg View uh, this morning. And, And Mr. Coach Lakota, Michael McKee, minces no words. The Fed should ease. That's a stunning headline. Out of Bloomberg View, and the former He would get some
2: arguments uh, from yeah. members of the, of the current Fed. I yeah. mean, the the question is to what end?
0: And we'll put that out on social, and uh, that'll be a point of discussion through the morning, through the weekend, and into next week, and into April, I guess, to May, but maybe not. Is Yahoo Robert Perfusek? Is with Jones Day, head of their mergers and acquisitions. And Bob, to get the formalities out of the way, you're not involved with Fortress, Meyer, or Verizon, or Google, right? That's correct. Okay. Um, this is such an interesting story. Do you put an asterisk next to Yahoo, or is it just another transaction waiting to happen?
3: Well, Yahoo is an interesting company because it's got, you know, different businesses and different assets that are going appeal to different people. Um, certainly the company's been trying uh, to maximize value, and we'll we'll see what happens in this process. But from the outside, it clearly looks like a structured and um, fairly typical process where right. they've gotten their first-round bids, we'll see what happens.
0: The jargon, I don't want to put you on the spot here if you don't know the board makeup, but everybody talks about it's a strong board or it's a weak board. What does that exactly mean?
3: Well, it, it it really is, it, I think, reflects the backgrounds and personalities of the directors and whether they're dominated or not. Is it one director CEO. or is no, it is really it, director boards directors? Are, boards operate on a collective basis. Certainly, people rise in, to the occasion on on uh, in, in various events. But this is a board that's had that that's been that's turned over some. Um, that has a lot of very um, well known and respected people on it. Um, been under you know attack for years by activists telling them what to do, um, and it's it's presumably trying to do the right thing, which is to maximize value in these circumstances.
2: What's the uh, w- you say it's a fairly routine deal? So what do you think a, t- a timeline for? Well, a routine process, very routine process,
3: not a, a routine deal at all because you know Yahoo's got, well, as I think about it, it's got three very different businesses. It's got Yahoo Japan, which is quite successful. It's got the stake in. Alibaba and that's got, got a space business so those pieces will probably appeal to different pe- people now you know I, I know that there's an activist out there who's saying that he wants to run a proxy fight to replace the whole board but the, you know the board has been working to maximize shareholder value for quite some time and it's not easy they tried to do a, a, looked at a spin-off of the Alibaba piece they've been doing other things So we'll see what happens in this process. It's not necessarily the end of Yahoo. It could be a piece or two. Uh, We'll see.
2: Uh, I'll go back to my original question. I'm I'm glad you clarified, though. Uh, How long does a process like this go, or can you put a timeline on it?
3: Well, probably it's done this year, but, frankly, when they go longer, it's usually really good or really bad. Um, if (laughs) If you don't have that much interest, it sometimes drags out. But very often, if there is there is a lot of activity in the auction process, it can go multi multiple rounds. We're in round one, according to the media reports.
0: Do, and I don't mean you to speculate on the specific transaction, but when you have two players like this, Verizon and Google, separate attorneys, obviously, separate accountants, I assume, do they talk to each other at all, or is it like is it the movies where one sets up in one hotel and the other sets up four blocks over in another hotel and Jones Day associates scurry back and forth?
3: Uh, usually you're not allowed to, in fact, almost always, you're not allowed to talk to another bidder without permission of the company. And, you know, we've heard about Verizon um, uh, and, and Alphabet as being in the process. Uh, I'd be surprised if there weren't. Quite a few others that are looking, including private equity firms, um, that, yeah. that that either by themselves or with a corporate partner. So I, I, I right. would guess there are a lot more people than we've read about that are in the process. The
0: real economy is flat on its back. We had the tumult of the yen yesterday, and and all that. Um, people are saying banking in New York and worldwide, big banking particularly, is flat on its back. Is your business busy?
3: Yes, right we're now? very busy. Um, you know, some of it candidly reflects the flat on your back piece, which is in the distress side. Um, you know, uh, especially in hydrocarbons, but commodities in general are are, are difficult. Um, but uh, it, it, it's active. Um, I, I do I do think um, it's not going to be as active as it was in 2015. But that's like. You know, comparing your average jump shot to the final shot that Villanova hit. I mean, it's just not going to happen all the Last
0: long. year was a Villanova oh, year.
3: Yeah, it was, absolutely. Um, yeah. But, the, you know, the environment is essentially the same. Low growth, almost free money if you're an mm-hmm. investment-grade company, and available money if you're not.
0: What will you see in industrial America? I, we put all the media focus on Yahoo and all the sex appeal of Silicon Valley and that. Then there's boring industrial America where a lot gets a lot gets done.
3: A lot gets done, and part of the story for in industrial America is the globalization of almost all industries. Um, so that a, a, a huge part of what people are doing is, you know, the classic uh, debate of buy versus build. If you're really mm-hmm. not strong in in China, do you, do you buy um, or do you yeah. or do you try to build it on your own in a very difficult environment? So the buy build. Um, uh, dichotomy right. almost always gets settled in f- favor of buying. It just, it's just yeah. cheaper and more reliable.
0: Thank you so much. Robert Perfusek, most generous with his time this morning. He's head of mergers and acquisitions at the uh, law firm of Jones Day. We migrate forward on a Friday. Michael McKee and Tom Keen, Bloomberg Surveillance.
2: Bloomberg surveillance brought to you by the New York Community Trust, where donors like you help them make New York better.